Mr. Pop. Dark. When the little birds are nasty, and I listen to them too, there's too lonesome people in the whole wide world. That's me and the man in the moon. Well, everybody, welcome to the stream. Welcome to Miss Kind of Gamers Radio, a podcast exploring fantasy flight games' Arkham Horror the Card Game. I'm Dane. I'm Dan. And I'm Ben. And today we're going to be casting off into the new player cards in the Innsmouth Conspiracy. So it's finally here. So we're going to be taking a, a, a stroll through each class's player cards. Uh, so if anybody hasn't picked it up and, and maybe is, is looking for not not spoilers, then then come, come back. We'll, we'll have this up on YouTube at a certain point, but... It'll also be available at, as, as a podcast. But uh, it's been a long time coming, so we're going to skip directly into Fishtown. <laughs> I, uh, I, I would like to provide an additional spoiler. If there's anyone uh, listening or watching this who is not interested in any cards that involve Bless or Curse tokens, you can probably just go right ahead and uh, tune this one out. Because <laughs> I think like mm-hmm. almost all of these cards are very blessy and cursy. So we're going we're, we're gonna to break that down for everybody. Very true. Very true. Does every single card have a blesser curse? I, I, I think, think there's ones that are there's ones that there's are not very few that don't. It's it's pretty. I think there are like maybe two or three. Yeah, there's I don't know. Very concerned with something that Dane said. Casting a line. Do you think there's going to be some type of fishing scenario? We just fish because that's always the worst part of any I'm, new game. I'm more worried that Dane. I'm more worried that Dane pre-prepared a million fishing puns for this for some reason, <laughs> and know. I'm uh, ready ready to jump out my window if it looks like that's the direction this is going. So, uh, <laughs> without without delaying anymore let's uh let's just jump right in and start talking about the guardian cards first so uh oh yeah man you remember ridiculous fishing that was a great game that's a super good game um so the first card is a guardian card it's an asset it's called book of psalms uh ben ben may not be familiar with how to pronounce that word but that's that's how you do it uh so it costs three it has a willpower icon on it it's an item tome and blessed and uh, it has uses for secrets, action, spend one secret, heal one horror from an investigator at your location, add two bless tokens to the cast bag, and it takes up a hand slot. Cool. Uh, what do you guys think about this this particular tome that we're looking at? So I guess, so we mentioned blessed and cursed tokens being most of these cards, right? So one thing that I wanted to kind of mention here was that I was very surprised at the the amount of blessed slash curse tokens that go into the bag for any card so please forgive me if i'm like and it adds x number of tokens to the chaos bag and and like it's a revelation for me because some other games maybe wouldn't be as balanced as as i guess i think of it as like um as as well maybe i don't know because it feels like two is just the right number for this card and i'm going to say that for a couple other cards down the line but adding two Bless tokens to the chaos bag seems pretty great um, for for one action, but also healing a horror is kind of good. I think that it would have to go for like a specific investigator who could use it either as a free action, i.e. like Daisy, but she can't take it unless she's in parallel mode, I think. Um, or, I mean, who I was thinking for this uh, is is Carolyn, who, who enjoys healing horror. She gets benefited from it. She gets money. She gets additional... So, you know, great things from- so if if you if you just need to heal horror, then this is you can compare this to like level zero liquid courage, and it's you know it's more expensive, but it doesn't involve or doing it. 
Even just first aid and guardian. Yeah, exactly. Like there are other cards that if, if all you care about is if all you care about is healing horror, there are other cards that do roughly the same thing without taking up a hand slot or slightly more efficiently. Um, yeah. So I think you have to be interested in the blessed tokens. Uh, I, I guess we're gonna have to have a conversation sooner or later about like how to think about bless and curse tokens if you're trying to like make a make a really good deck and how to play. Um, mm. So far, I mean, so I've I played the first two scenarios of Innsmouth with people using bless and curse cards, and I was joking that it kind of feels like it makes it makes you think really hard about like oh is the math more complicated do i need to like commit more do i need to like alter what i'm going to do and you think about it for a while and then you say oh no it actually doesn't matter and i i kind of feel like if you're playing a deck that's trying to like load the 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 bag full of blessed tokens in order to pass tests i'm not convinced that that is good but if you're trying to trigger effects on things that like are benefit you if you draw a blessed token then maybe this is actually pretty powerful yeah, yeah. i think I think for both Blessed and Cursed, it's going to be all about what cards you can trigger off of their effects. Like, if you're like, we'll see cards that are like, oh, draw five tokens, and if one's blessed, then something good happens. Or the reverse, if one's cursed, something bad happens. Or sometimes something good happens. So, yeah. But, like, the, t- the tokens by themselves uh, didn't seem like they do that much. They might make, may, may, might help you pass, they might help you pass, like, one extra test in one, in an, over the course of the scenario or fail one extra test, maybe. We, we, we were joking with, uh, with, with Ben and our friend Colin when we were playing Innsmouth. So many times I would, I or somebody else would draw, like, bless, bless, bless zero on, like, a test that I didn't even <laughs> really particularly care about passing. That, I mean, that is, it's, it's like confirmation bias or whatever. Like, you notice when that happens, but even still, I really felt like that happens a lot. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think what I think is let's kind of reserve judgment on this and let's see what other cards there are that might make you want to have blessed tokens in the bag. If you don't have any of those cards, you probably have better options than this. Yeah. The, yeah. Just the gist of this card is if you're doing stuff with blessed tokens, probably pretty, pretty all right. Yeah. It heals for and adds bless. But if you're not doing anything with bless, then I think there's better stuff like first aid. First aid's even cheaper to play than this, right? Because there's yeah. there's not too many there's not too many characters that could use this that just like have an open hand slot that they don't have anything else they want to put in it. You know, like a hand yeah. slot is pretty precious. Uh, the fact that it uses secrets is interesting because there are ways to refresh that, but uh, not super important, I guess. Dane brought a good point about like Carolyn. Maybe she can get two or heal out of it and throw blessed tokens in, but she's got this other stuff that probably don't take over hand slots so yeah yeah she, she has a lot of options uh i think in terms of like blessed tokens like cards that provide blessed tokens and cards that pay off we're going to be really paying attention to how those work in tandem with each other because when it comes down to it it's just kind of like the raw value in uh in blessed tokens is is really it comes down it they're only as good as the payoff gets right like yeah. if you draw it during a test great if it makes you pass the test great but i wouldn't count on it myself I yeah, wouldn't be I, like, oh, I feel safe because I just threw four chaos tokens into the bag, or, or uh, four four blessed tokens rather into the bag. Yeah, and, it's, and now I can take the test at zero. You it's, know, like it, it's it's going to be hard to load up the bag to the point where you feel like the blessed tokens are going to help you because the more that are in there, the more likely you are to draw them and remove them for useless tests where you don't need them. So yeah, uh, yeah. So let's let's move on and let's talk about because we're going to see other cards that are definitely payoffs for blessed tokens, including this one, the card we previewed. Blessed Blade. So we previewed this one a little while ago. Um, it's a, a three-cost asset. It's a weapon. Um, <clears throat> melee and Blessed. Uh, if it's ready, you can fight with it. You get plus one uh, combat for the attack. And then if you draw Blessed or Elder Sign, 
Uh, during the attack, it gets plus one damage, and then before revealing chaos tokens for this attack, you can exhaust it to add a blessed token to the chaos bag. Important to note that it is a uh, you may do this to add a, a add a blessed token. Um, so you don't always have to exhaust it. You can just kind of swing. If you've already got like a critical mass of blessed tokens in the bag, then you can um, you can just swing with it and not exhaust it. But um, yeah, I feel like my opinion cool. this hasn't changed since we previewed it. It seems like it's like a okay off off weapon. Uh, you can use it to do like one damage and also add a blessed token. Um, but you really want to be using stuff that consistently does two damage. Because even if you've loaded the bag up with, like, 10 plus tokens and Elder Sign, that's still only, like, a 50% chance that you actually get the plus one damage. Yeah, I mean, even this is, we said it was sort of a payoff for blessed tokens, but even more than that, it's kind of a way to add blessed tokens, so we're kind of still waiting on what is, like, an actual really good payoff for having blessed tokens. Yeah, I think the the place where blessed tokens or, or blessed cards that provide blessed tokens and cards that pay off blessed tokens, they're probably going to be designed in separate cards because one that tries to do both might just be too like kind of jack of all trades to work. It it won't provide the critical mass of blessed tokens that it needs to be valuable, like as as value as you need it to be, and then it also won't give you the payoff that's as as grand or as as uh you know worth it as as it needs to be. Yeah, so. and there, there, there probably are decks you can build, like a Diana deck with Seal of the Seventh Sign and like uh, uh, some other main weapon, and this is kind of like your backup weapon. Like you could probably come up with a deck where this is okay, but I think it would need to be, you'd need to really be shooting for a specific thing. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm hoping that we see like an upgraded version of it that does, you know, kind of cooler things. I, I was kind of hoping that it would, I, I know some other uh, cards let you draw a few and then if, if you get one out of those you you would be able to do it but it i feel like it'd be really hard to make this work like the plus one damage is what almost feels like zoe's elder sign where it basically will never happen I'd, <laughs> when I'd, you want it to. i'd be really happy if there were like a level three or four version that just always gave you the plus one damage and then the the blessed bonus was something additional because like, like, oh, sure, yeah. like time worn brand is level five neutral like there could be a blue level three or four card that was like similar you know Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on though. Unless anyone has anything else to say about this. Nope. All right. We're good on the blessed blade. All right. The next card is right of sanctification. Uh, it is a cost zero asset level zero. I think all the cards are level zero in this, uh, expansion. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's got one intellect icon. Uh, it's a ritual and blessed. Uh, seal up to five blessed tokens. If Rite of Sanctification has no token sealed on it, discard it. Reaction when an investigator allocation plays a card, exhaust Rite of Sanctification and release a chaos token sealed on it. Reduce the cost of that card by two. And it takes up uh, the arcane slot. So I mean, it's not a hit slot. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, in Guardian, like most Guardians aren't using their arcane slots for much right now. Um, I think MJ mentioned that we'll see a lot more not mystic arcane slots in this expansion so yeah it might be some competition also um, worth mentioning i think mateo can play this right mateo can play all the yeah. cards <laughs> yeah, yeah. that we, so, we he, can, he can he can put it in his uh seal everything deck uh, i guess sealing blessed token doesn't really help him though with that <laughs> but uh this this card seems pretty all right if you if you have a way to seal blessed tokens then this can help your team for the cost of basically one action uh you know save about 10 money which is, which is pretty good 
it's uh, it's a little bit awkward because you only you have to exhaust it so total of the group gets to use this once per round um but i mean it is potentially a lot of money considering this is free and it takes up a slot that you may not really need i think i think especially like if you're playing a if you're playing a deck that is already playing sort of like efficient low cost ways to like incidentally add bless tokens like if you're playing sister mary basically then you know this is maybe a, a very cheap way to make cards cheaper for everybody it could be pretty cool yeah, so I, I've i seen people go both ways about this. Be really, really excited. It's absolutely broken, et cetera. And people say, like, this is this is really bad. Um, and I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I have yet to see. I haven't seen it in, in action yet. I, I feel like we don't have, like, that critical mass of cards from Innsmouth that, like, really provide a good amount of chaos tokens as of yet. I, there's, I think, one specifically that I'm very okay with the cost versus the reward for, which we'll get to later. But I think that, like, this card... For me, just my initial impression of it, I was thinking about like, so ideally you want the discounts early, right? You want them turn one. So what is a way that you play this, get five chaos tokens in the bag, and then immediately start helping your friends with it? And I mean, obviously that's that's the optimal place to get it, but, and, and you know, your friends and yourself are going to be playing cards throughout the whole game, hopefully. So you're going to need this. So rather than looking at it as something that is is incredibly good for setup. I kind of wanted to more think of it as something that might benefit playstyles. One example might be <laughs> the dreaded Dark Horse build that Dan Dan loves so much, um, because it does give like it it you're putting obviously you're putting cards in your deck that you can't pay for without this sometimes, and that might not be the direction to go with it. But if you're they're playing things like Lucky or like uh, like Water Protection that you need up for for uh, for Dark Horse, you might want to play this with it. That, I, uh, I started to read chat and I zoned out for a second on you, Dane, and then I came back and you were talking about Dark Horse. And <laughs> I was very confused. I, oh, it's because it's because you want to have no money and be able to play this stuff for free. All right, I kind of get that. Um, but yeah, I don't. Colin started playing this in uh, in our Innsmouth run as Sister Mary, and he he played it and it seemed like it helped him save him some money. Unfortunately, he was playing with. Uh, me as Dexter and uh, Dan as uh, Amanda, and both of us are extremely rich, so we didn't really need <laughs> need it. But on a, on a poorer team, that definitely helps. Yeah, um, I, I think it's also we we often found that we were like he would play it, and then he would try to he would he had other cards that depended on blessed tokens, so we were like quickly use it up even if you don't need the money just to get the blessed tokens back in the bag. <laughs> so I I don't know one I think Dane did make a good point though, which is that you know money cards are best if you can play them on like turn zero usually. Just because you need to—that's when—that's maybe when you're setting up. So, this yeah, is if you're trying to get good. If you're trying to get assets down, if you're playing like a more event-focused deck, where you're going to be, you know, more steadily uh, spending money over the course of the game, then I think this would be better for that. Sure, but but I mean, like, uh, you know, compared to some other card like Stand Together that just gives you and other people money immediately, like I mean, like this this helps people that are going to play events throughout the game, but probably not everybody in your group is like that right so it's just it makes it a little bit worse than it otherwise seems is what i'm saying yeah though no, somebody in chat uh, uh sultry harlot um has a really good point and we'll definitely get to this point i want to revisit this as we as we revisit that card types of fate later um but it's kind of a cool combo that i think is worth mentioning later um but but as far as this card goes i mean it, it has the numbers right it's like it's zero to play if it were any more than that i would say yeah if it were, if it took up like a hand slot or like an accessory slot or something, I might be less up on it. But it'd be like it, unplayable. It, yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. But this this has the numbers to 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 deliver and and be a good payoff. As I said, it's a, it could potentially save you ten money if you have a way to get blessed tokens in the bag without spending a bunch of actions. I, I, I would yeah. Uh, I, Spending actions to put the blessed tokens in the bag, then I, I would say that three cards in this is definitely the most playable blessed card we've seen <laughs> so far. Uh, but let's yeah, let's, agree move, with that. let's move on to the fourth blessed card that we're going to look at. Uh, so we have oh. Hand of Fate, which is a three cost guardian event with a willpower icon and a combat icon. It's a spell and it's blessed. It says, fast, play when an enemy attacks an investigator at your location. Cancel that attack, then add blessed tokens to the chaos bag equal to the attacking enemy's total combined damage and horror values. So, A lot of people were saying this is great versus versus the uh, big bad enemy in Dunwich. So it is, <laughs> uh, I mean, it is basically, it's very similar to dodge. It costs two more because dodge only costs one. I think the icons are slightly different. Um, but other than that, it's basically just a dodge that costs more, but gives you blessed tokens and it's mm-hmm. a, and it's a spell in case that matters. And it's a spell. Yeah. 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 For Diana, she can play it off of, um, the, the cloak of infinite forever or whatever. And, and Mateo <laughs> can play it. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, interesting. It's only as good as the enemies are going to be right. Maybe, maybe as you're approaching late game, if you're like adaptable or something, you you could switch it in for like the enemies that have like higher damage and horror values. This might might see a good amount of uh, tokens. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. happy I'm happy to just compare it straight up to dodge because I think you don't want to use you don't want to waste a dodge if you're only getting hit for a little bit anyway. Like if, if you even right. have dodge in your deck, it's because you expect to play it when you're going to get hit for like two and two or something. So those or are the situations. <laughs> okay, well, we're, okay, <laughs> but I mean, you know, so so this is already like if you're playing dodge, then you're probably assuming you can afford it, you would probably be happy to play this, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no. it, it's like two more, you're basically paying two money to get blessed tokens in the bag. So it's like, again, it's like how good, how much do you want those blessed tokens? If you're playing sister Mary with all these other blessed to- cards, then it's probably a little bit better than I mean, dodge. You're, you're also, you're also uh, paying two more to get some really badass art instead of the relatively boring <laughs> dodge. Right. That's, so that's, that's yeah. true. This is yeah. very good art. I had not looked at this yet. Uh, this is great. I love this. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of like the the investigator who can cancel the most attacks, and that would be somebody who plays like rogue cards because they have that one card that like you can cancel attacks of opportunity or something like that. Uh, mystic cards because they have that one that is is like like purple dodge. Uh, I forget what it's called, but and then they also have hand of fate and dodge itself. So thinking about this, I think Diana would would be like the most benefited from this because I think Dan is right in that you, when you're playing dodge, you're not going to just dodge like an enemy. It feels bad to dodge an enemy anyway. That does just like one or two points of damage and it might not be a big payoff, but like this, especially if you have like robes of endless night um, would be two instead of paying the three. And you also just get to dodge an enemy. It goes under, it tucks under Diana. And then you also get the blessed tokens of the bag. Just think, trying to think of strictly the most value you can possibly get. I I think I I would I would play this if I was a deck that was confident I would have a lot of money, and either I wanted blessed tokens in the bag for some other reason, or I was going to play dodge anyway. That's like the flow. Sure. That's like the flow chart that I would use to decide whether to play this. Yeah. So that could be like Zoe, uh, who who has access to a reasonable amount of money. Yeah, maybe especially yeah. If, especially yeah. if some weirdo is playing Zoe with like exclusively stabby things. 
and wants to run Blessed <laughs> mm-hmm. Blade, then you need to, you know, you want to make the Blessed Blade do as much for you as possible. It's true. Blessed Blade is obviously a good Zoe weapon because it is a sword. Uh, and it's which blessed. Is, which, is, which is a big type of knife. Yeah. So you're right. Zoe should just play all four of these cards all the time. <laughs> probably. probably. Good, good, point, good point, Dan. Yep. Um, I always make good points. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, I was going to say for this, it's just, uh, yeah, if you're doing stuff with Blessed, that's the only time I think I'd play this over, like Dodge, or even in addition to Dodge. Yeah. Uh, but. Let's uh, uh, we'll, we'll see how Bless plays out. Yeah, Secret time. Yeah, yeah we're still kind of. There's going to be more cards released in the Mythos packs too, right? So we're still still yeah. going to see. Yeah, let's move on and talk yeah, about exactly. the Seeker cards. Hooray! <laughs> so Seeker cards. The first one we have. I am absolutely. I have no idea how to think of this card. <laughs> it's called Cryptographic Cipher. Uh, it costs three. Uh, it is an asset. Um, Commits four, one intellect, uses three secrets. It's an item and a tool. Um, fast action, exhaust cryptographic cipher, and spend one secret to investigate. Your location gets plus one shroud for this investigation. Action, exhaust cryptographic cipher, and spend one secret, investigate. Your location gets minus two shroud for this investigation. Takes up a hand slot. <laughs> I have no idea. Please help. <laughs> so, okay, so, I, I think I can help. It's like a flashlight for seekers only. But if you want, instead of using secrets to make investigating easier, you can make it a little bit harder, but not spend an action. So you can do instant investigations with this if you can. Uh, yeah, so I was so... trying to figure out what this would be good with. Like cards that care about trout value. Maybe. Where, oh, I, I feel like. Go, go ahead. Yeah, so it's like, you're right. It's a flashlight uh, for Seeker. Uh, what, flashlight has two charges on it or something, right? Or is it three? I don't remember. Flashlight has three. It has, it has three, so, but it costs two to play. This is a little more right, expensive. So, so this costs one more. I, f- I feel like you're if you're trying to use it in a place of a flashlight, that's silly. Like You want to be using the, the free trigger as much as you can, I think. It also right, it right. also exhausts, unlike flashlight, which is very mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yeah. So here, okay, but before I saw that this exhausted, I was a little bit excited for it. Because look, the goal of making a secret deck is to uh, teleport all around the map, picking up all the clues in a four-player game without, <laughs> like, just instantly without having to do anything, right? Like, you're you're trying to just wreck the game, uh, right? and the game very helpfully provides you with cards that can do this. So I was kind of excited for this because there's plenty of ways to get secrets onto things, and there's ways to move without spending actions, and there's some ways to get clues without spending actions. Like, you can knowledge is power off of a guiding stones is a good way to do it. But you can always use more. So I was thinking, like, oh, you know, you could use the ancient stone that lets you move when you draw cards. And you could, like, activate this and commit deductions and things. And you could cycle your deck a million times as you're doing this. And mm. it would be pretty cool. But the fact that it exhausts itself kind of kind of wrecks that. So I think I'm not really that excited about this. I think, as with most secret hand slot items, I would just rather have a magnifying glass. Yeah, I was so obviously minus two shroud is is pretty powerful. It, it helps you play like survivor cards a little easier. It it's helps you fail less in general. The first the first slide of text is what is so <laughs> bewildering to me because like there are certain things that it does help. Um, like like dream diary. One of the dream diaries you can use and it gets extra benefits if you're at a shroud four or higher. I think. And then there's also like the ancient stone uh, that when you when you initially do the ancient stone, you record the shroud value, so you can kind of get a little bit more value in your secrets for it. 
Um, there might be a couple other interactions that that I'm missing, but like certain things like that, it could be useful in in assisting in in one way or another. Maybe maybe you're putting it in for that kind of a thing. Like if you want to get the maximum secrets out of your your um, your uh, ancient stone or whatever. But yeah, so it's an interesting card. <laughs> yeah, I I just think uh, it's you know. Man, Magnifying Glass is an extremely good card. I feel like I say that all the time, and it's becoming a cliche, but it really is. Like, this this is, I mean, put aside the top part where it saves you actions. This gives you, this makes investigating easier by two for three actions for three resources and an action to play it. Or Magnifying Glass is one resource, no actions to play it, and it makes every investigation one easier forever. <laughs> right? So, this is true. Uh, but, yeah. but maybe maybe for solo decks that don't have super high intellect and like you know don't need to get as many clues or something, like, it's not yeah. to- it's not totally it, crazy. It if you're trying to reduce the shroud, I think you're trying to like reduce the shroud down to zero or whatever, so you can automatically pass. That's usually what redu- reducing tests oh. the goal is for. Yeah, so in the chat actually also saying the ancient stone doesn't work because the uninterpreted ancient stone has its own investigate action on the card, so it can't even combo with yeah, that. Yeah, there, there's not many ways to you have to no. hope, you have to hope to draw a obscuring fog or something to get the shroud high for that. I think is what you sure. have to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you if you can reduce the shroud down to zero with this somehow, that's fine. But again, flashlight does the same thing, so and it's cheaper. If, if you're playing this, I think you're trying to do the three free investigates for. Um, and just be able to pass the plus one shroud because you're a seeker. I don't know if this. Yeah. Who who's is there a survivor that's <laughs> so subclass seeker? So Harrison does make a good point that this lets you get another inve- like a, a fourth investigate in a turn if you're trying to like investigate with Amanda as much as possible while you have a deduction or perception under her. Which I, mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of that. I think it's just I think you really rely on magnifying glasses as Amanda to keep her intellect high so that she can actually pass those tests. Um, and it's like I don't know if you if you manage to investigate three times with that type of deck, then you're already you're already doing great anyway, right? Like a fourth one is kind of gravy, but it's it's definitely something interesting to think about. Yeah, no, sultry with these skeleton key play things like that. That that's all cool stuff. And for honestly, I didn't know until you guys just mentioned it that this when you use the fast action, it's technically a fast investigate. So you get four <laughs> completely over my head when I first read it. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah, I think that's what makes us cool. Otherwise it would just yeah. be a worse magnifying glass, but um, that's fair. yeah. Any, anything else about this or let's move on to the next Dude. card. Is, is there a survivor that uh, has secret subclass? I think that's, that's one of the like, only things we don't have yet. I'm hoping for Daryl. Like I feel like that person would want to maybe use this because they can combo it just like with old King Ring and Flashlight. They can combo yeah. it to get like fail by effects off. Next and, card. You know, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so the next card is the Cryptic Grimoire or Grimoire. Um, untranslated. It is a cost three asset with one wild icon. Uh, is an item, a tome, and a cult. Action: Add one curse token to the chaos bag. Uh, action if there are 10 curse tokens in the chaos bag discard cryptic grimoire record in your campaign log that you have translated the grimoire replace five chaos tokens in the chaos bag with er, uh excuse me replace five curse tokens in the chaos bag with five blessed tokens take up takes up a hand slot so uh so this is the untranslated uh thing for this cycle i feel like it's hard to comment on it without knowing what it translates to <laughs> Right. Uh seems seems bad by itself. 
though, right? <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's because most of man, most of the other untranslated things are on average easier to discover than this, and they give you some type of benefit that's a lot nicer along the way than this. Like, here's the issue: here you have to potentially you can't really discover this on your own. You need to have other cards that put chaos tokens, that put curse tokens in the back. Because, I mean, if you try to just use this, use the action on this. One, you're going to spend a million actions doing nothing, making the bag worse. And two, by the time you do that, people are going to do tests and they're going to pull the, the curse tokens out. Exactly. So <laughs> it has to be like you're going to get seven or eight curse tokens in the bag anyway by people doing like promise of power and stuff. And then you're going to just push it to the push it up to 10 with this. Right. And keep in mind, exactly. even after there are 10, you still have to spend an action to activate the second thing to discover it. That's that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Right. That's that seems really stupid. Um, we, yeah, we're, we're going to see cards in this expansion that add uh, curse tokens. But yeah, you're right. We, we need those to power it up. Yeah, and that's th- and th- that that's kind of my take on this is like let's some of these it's cool to like start them at the beginning of the campaign and just kind of gamble that you'll get something cool out of them later. This one it's so nasty that unless you're sure you're just going to be able to fill a ton of curse tokens, I wouldn't I would wait and see what it is before you try it. Yeah, I think a lot of the cards that have been previewed from future Mythos packs, um I think for seekers we see stuff that lets them use curse tokens for benefits. So this maybe will help more with that with some of those cards that are out yet. They're not out yet, but yeah, it's a fair um, point. It's a, yeah, it's a risk, the risks to put it in your deck now if you're going to run it through Insmith with it. I think. Crack another chat has a good point. Like the upgrade better be like win the game, <laughs> or like get get one clue from every location, reveal location, or something like that. like that. Like things like that would be very powerful and like worth. Okay, listen. My, you know, Tony's going to take two of these and he's going to dump both of his Faustian bargains on it. And he's going to, we're going to get crank the, uh, everything to max in one turn and get it, get it done. But it's like, sorry. Trish could, Uh, but she might not be able to take the upgraded version. (laughs) One, okay. One dumb question that I'm going to ask just in case. I'm pretty sure the answer is no. Suppose you have a knowledge is power. Knowledge is power is you can activate something on a book without paying the cost. The, if there are 10 curse tokens in the bag is technically part of the cost because it's before the colon. That doesn't mean you can just knowledge is power and directly pop off the second action, right? Ben's, Ben's having a think. <laughs> Don't, why do you ask questions like that, man? I enjoy it a lot. Uh, <laughs> that's why I do it because it feels good. Um, uh, Chat help. I I don't. I, I think there, I think there <laughs> must be a reason that I, I think there must be a reason that that does. It would be a lot clearer if this instead explained what the action is and then said activate this only if there are ten tokens in the bag. Yeah. The because uh, I think the rest of the untranslated stuff usually it's like the action does something and then you do the check. Right. But this right. has it as two separate actions. Um. But by the way, I if they that, if they had templated I think that works. If they had tem- <laughs> if they had templated this that way. The game. <laughs> if they had templated this that way, it would be much cooler. Like it, it should just be add a token and then check if there's ten, yeah. and then you discover it. It's, it's really like, annoying that you have to spend a whole extra action once you already have ten in the bag, which is really hard. Yeah, nobody make a test. <laughs> well, so when when you do an action, you have to actually affect the game state. I don't know. This does that. If writing, well, what if you have no curse tokens in the bag? Then you can't replace well, you, them with five plus tokens. But you still translate the Gumar. Uh, but you still are recording. Like that might you're, work. you're recording Someone... in the campaign log, you know. And what if you had one curse token uh, in the bag? 
Oh my god, mm. Captain Friday's glad to hear. Glad, glad to see you here. Listen, Dan Dan found a way to circumvent ten curse tokens in the bag. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just we're just trying to give Ben stuff to think about. We're just trying to keep Ben awake and, and, uh, until three a.m. tonight, lying in bed thinking about whether or not this would work. So, knowledge is power. Yeah, I I feel like that works. Uh, it's possible that like the rule, some rule about like game state changing doesn't apply here, but. The, the real... off, the cuff, off the cuff, I can't think of why so that wouldn't work. So, I... Someone correct me in the in the comments when we post this yeah, up. Some, someone, someone correct Ben. Uh, I think the real takeaway from this is, as we already know, knowledge is power is a nasty, dirty, broken little card. That's <laughs> that's that's all I have to say. That card is nuts. Uh, if knowledge is power works on this and the upgrades for this are like reasonable, then that might be this might be fine. Yeah. Oh, then yeah. Then, there you then, go. then we're getting excited. Then then we're cooking with yeah. gas. Uh, there's there's gonna be some something that that yeah. You know, uh, nobody nobody completely. tell MJ about this until after the new taboo list and FAQ come out. Then let's yeah. ask. Uh, and and the upgrades. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. Let's. Uh, anything else, or should we move on? No. Let's do. Let's move on. We still got like twenty cards to go through. Uh, yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. We we sure do. Uh, is it back to me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next card is Deep Knowledge. Seeker event uh, cost two has a willpower icon and a intellect icon. It is an insight and cursed. Wait, an insight event? Crazy. Uh, as an additional cost to play Deep Knowledge, add two curse tokens to the chaos bag. Investigators at your location draw a combined total of three cards. You decide how many cards each investigator draws. Hmm. Okay. Well, Harvey, I'm glad Harvey, they added that clarification then, so you, you can't like, like oh, I'm going to play Knowledge of Power, and then someone next to you is like, oh, I draw three cards. I guess that's <laughs> to stop that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's other ways to draw cards. It's nice that this helps other people, kind of, but... Yeah, I, I, I think, think I, th- I think judged against other Seeker stuff, this is sort of weak. Uh, <laughs> I mean... It, it, uh, same I mean, this is literally... This is, level, this is level two... Um, sketches without the clue stipulation right yeah it's it's like a level zero sketches that's free that you can share with other people but it adds curses and you don't have to be on a place with a clue right also like captain varney says a very good point why do why seekers don't need draw so here's the thing though if if we get a later point where seekers just get this thing that's like for every for every two curse tokens of the chaos bag, remove them and deal two damage to an enemy or something like that. What, what, That's the stuff. What I was whatever. thinking, I, I'm kind of, I was hoping like, um, imagine if there's like a level two version of this, which is like uh, for each curse token in the bag, somebody gets to draw a card maximum of six or something like that. Like, there you go. That would yeah. be, I mean, that would be like more of an ask because you'd have to have a bunch of curse tokens in there, but it would be interesting because potentially you could get a lot of cards out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I I think uh, this, this is okay because you can help one of your friends. Seekers don't need more ways to draw cards themselves, but <laughs> you can, this can help other people draw cards. So if you're not going hard clue constantly, and maybe you want to help someone that has a bad draw engine um, on your team that could help with them. But yeah, it, this is gonna the stipulation of how good this is, is is based on what other card effects can benefit from curse tokens or not. Yeah, uh, like this this card, I think like I was I would be very excited to see this card neutral. Like if it were like a neutral card, it'd be like, oh, that's kind of a fair power level. I feel like two curse tokens for three cards split amongst you know X investigators no, might no, be kind drawing, of a reasonable. drawing three cards for one action is uh, too powerful for a neutral card. <laughs> well, yeah, seeker, only seeker can for be for, for a card that. for an action in a card, right? It's just, uh, that's just, right. Uh, I, I think uh, it is it is interesting. So most seeker cards, the names follow the formula for an event. It's usually 
figure something out or like learn the thing or something. It's usually a (laughs) verb that means like learn something. And usually the assets are called like secret knowing stuff. So this one, they kind of, like, they kind of switched that around a little bit, but yeah, I, I don't think this is amazing, but I'm, I'm interested to see if there's like an up upgraded version that like scales with the number of curse tokens or something Then I would be yeah. interested to see how that would work. It'll be yeah. interesting. You know, because that tome is based off curses, maybe the effect on the tome will be like something that's like, Oh, for every curse token, the bag deal damage. Like you were just saying, right. I could, or me or, or something. And, like, and, and it's like, you were also saying, if there's enough seeker cards that add curse tokens, this could be part of a deck that, is cool if you can actually benefit from the curse tokens instead of them being like at best neutral right so yeah yeah. i think one of the cards previewed is like a permanent for seekers that like makes curse tokens once per round a plus one or something oh is that the 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 covenant or or something yeah yeah it's coming out like the second mythos pack maybe the first one i don't remember but there's nothing i think there's nothing going to be stuff it's just hard to judge without seeing the whole the whole picture for the whole cycle so well let's uh let's let's see a little bit more of the full picture and let's uh let's look at i think wow wow the first card that doesn't do curses let's read this one first one was cryptographic uh whatever oh no you're right Yeah. yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> so well, actually if you look at the art on cryptographic yeah, uh one of those symbols is actually a curse symbol so damn it i don't know if that's true so, uh, <laughs> so this next card is a uh, plan of action it is a seeker skill card uh commits for one uh wild symbol and it's practiced if this skill test here we go if this skill test is is during or before the first action of this turn Plan of action gains a will icon and a uh, agility icon. If this skill test is between the first and third actions of this turn, draw one cards if it, it draw one card if it succeeds. If this skill test is during or after the third action of this turn, plan of action gains a combat and an intellect. So there are like three modes for this card. Uh, really, really interesting design in the card, and honestly, like. The a lot of the symbols are kind of like where you'd want them to be in 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 as much like if if you're doing a check during during a mythos phase, it's usually a treachery that's either either testing your will or your agility. And if you're during your turn drawing a card is kind of like nice icing on the cake if if you're going to be committing this to a test. And then during or after the third, third action of your turn. I'm completely lost, and I don't know why it's adding a combat icon. I, I think when, maybe other turns when you actually punch something or investigate. When when we first saw this, we had a big conversation about how the rules work because the question of like how does this work if you commit it during mythos phase or, or outside of your, of your turn even or right. somebody's turn, I guess, is kind of like huh, right? Uh, yeah. It if you're not doing it during a turn, it's just a one wild icon. Not not great, and, right? Yeah, it's it's like the skill test during or before the first action of this turn. That has to be during the investigator's turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only way it can be before is if they're doing like a free trigger or something, a reaction maybe. It's also even if you're playing uh, like um, even if you're playing like secret Tony or something, and you're trying to take a bunch of actions, um, like there's there's no way to like uh, I don't know. It, 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 it would be interesting if this like sort of uh, Amanda style like committed to everything that you do during a turn or something. But I, I, I think this is just really bad. It's like a, <laughs> it's a way worse unexpected courage. Yeah. It's right? like, this is, there's it's just, really there's more than enough skill cards in the game right now that are like very objectively better than this. 
Yeah, I get like the theme of this card is like you're planning your turn out so you know when to like strategically use it to get an extra symbol. That's yeah, like the theme. Exactly. Uh but and it's like kinda complicated, it's like an interesting idea, but it, Yeah. I like the theme. I don't see it paying off. Um, I mean it's alluding to the fact that Trish might use it, right? Like is, that's Trish on the card, is that right? Yeah, I think that's Trish. So I mean if she's a rogue and she's getting extra actions, you can kind of choose where you want those extra actions, right? Like if you're if you're playing that one card that um gives you an extra action for two bucks, uh, pretty much anywhere you want it, or if you're doing like quick thinking, things like that, um, it might be cool with. But again, like yeah. if you're not going to be able to get extra value out of it, like as Dan was saying, like if you put it under Amanda and you somehow get extra actions to investigate in the middle of the turn and draw a couple cards with it, that's kind of cool. But it's a stretch. Why not just play other secrets? I mean, oh, if, I mean, there's there's no way to get more than one card off of this because because it's only your second action. I don't know. So I guess you can do it with free triggers or something. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, like like best case scenario, you put this under Amanda, and it does nothing for you. Okay, so first action you evade something that you drew during Mythos phase. Second action you investigate and draw a card. Third action you investigate again and you get a, a bonus. That's still like there's just there's enough better cards to put under Amanda than that. Yeah, I was thinking like cryptographic cipher things that give you extra like investigate or something like that in between. The the draw the card is the most enticing, right? Like that it'll replace itself at some like if you do it on your second action. It's just really hard to to justify this over other cards. I think is is my issue. The card seems like it's very versatile because it's like, oh, you can uh, have different types of symbols, but it's just just play on Exploited Courage. So, so you're saying Exploited Courage is boring, but so so Ben, uh, if I understand correctly, you're saying that Calvin should take versatile, so he should play, so he can play this card. Is that is that what you're saying? No, no, no I did I did say the word versatile though, you which did. we agreed to never say yep. uh, or mention because it'll make us talk about the card for hours. Put a, but... put, put a quarter in the jar and let's move on uh... to, to the next card. <laughs> So next up, we yeah, have rogue, rogue cards. cards. All right. So our first rogue card is the 25 automatic. It's a four-cost asset with an agility icon. It's an item, a weapon, a firearm, and illicit, which, of course, means Preston cannot use it. Um, <laughs> it is fast, uh, uses for ammo, uh, action, spend one ammo, fight. If the attacked enemy is exhausted, you get plus two combat and deal plus one damage for this attack. So it's a lot of bonuses, um, but the question is, how reliably can you evade? I think yeah, if you're... so good. Yeah, if you're like Finn or Trish, um, or some, or most of the rogues have high agility. Because this is fast, this means like you can evade and then play it when you need. After you've evaded something, maybe shoot it a couple times. Even with rogue, you usually have much extra actions you're playing with anyway. So even like Tony, who has like a million actions without trying that hard. Um, could like he can't evade stuff, but if someone else evaded it, he could like play this and shoot it four times pretty easily for a consistent plus one damage. I think if you're playing a Finn or Trish solo deck, this is quite good, right? Hmm. Because you're yep. you, you can evade things without spending an action without like spending one of your you know technically three actions, and then it's like Ben said because it's fast, you can hold it in hand. And like you don't have to over you don't have to commit the money in the hand slot to it until you know that you really need it. Um, I yeah. guess I guess maybe the only question is like if you're a solo deck and you evade something, why do you need to kill it? Why do you not just like move away? I mean, I guess there's things like Wizard of the Order or something. There could be like cards that you actually do have to kill. There's yeah stuff with do you want it or hunters? Bosses. You know, really yeah, Bosses. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> real quick, 
let's compare this to other rogue <laughs> uh, uh, guns because this is like probably one of the more consistent ones, right? Because Derringer will give you the plus two, but it won't give you the plus one damage unless you succeed by two. Uh, the the pocket special, Dan's pocket special, oh, yeah, uh, is, <laughs> is is just not even really worth mentioning. Um, the the new car, the Mauser, is is honestly one of my favorite cards recently to play with, but it's still not like at a consistency that I find like you know like a guardian weapon would would be, uh, you know as it, as good as doing, but this is like a a very consistent effect if you can fulfill the stipulation like we were saying Finn or or uh, Trish. Yeah, I, I think if you are a deck that is mostly wants to evade things and is very good at that and can do it very efficiently, and occasionally you need to kill stuff, I think this is very solid. I think this, if your combat, like Wendy probably doesn't play it because her combat is so low, but you know, she's a child. But yeah, but but like Finn, I think is a really good use case for this, and maybe maybe Trish as well. So and maybe maybe even others. Maybe like if you're playing a, yeah, like just Tony, maybe you know, I don't know. Yes, yeah, Skids. Skids, Skids, Skids is an yeah. evade, right? Yeah. He's a four yeah. evade. Yeah. This might be like a pretty good Skids weapon, I think. Yeah. Plus he can he can play it fast and then he could, you know, he can pay extra two bucks to get an extra action that turn. So right. he could shoot it off three, four times. Yeah. Pull it out of his incredibly cute purse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can also and, and anything that lets you kind of like um exo- like evade something for free or something like if you have a decoy maybe that makes it a little better mm-hmm. if you have uh if someone's if someone in the group has pendant that makes it a little better you know yeah so yeah i think this has a lot of uses so it's a good good add to the rogue weapon pool so. yeah uh time to move on yeah okay uh so next we have dark ritual uh so this is a one cost uh rogue asset with one intellect icon on it It is a ritual and it's cursed uh that so there's nobody that can't play curse things right rex can't play fortune things rex can't play fortune things yeah 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 uh seal up to five curse tokens at the forest at the end of the mythos phase you must either spend one resource or discard dark ritual takes up an arcane slot uh, I'm confused why the why the why the art is like an elder sign. I guess this is like even though it says dark ritual, this is like a beneficial like protective spell kind of. Yeah, it's it's a protective spell, protecting but... from curses. Yeah, um, I don't really. I'm trying to imagine a scenario where I could ever be so afraid of curse tokens that I would play a card in my deck just to deal with curse tokens. I guess if you're if you're like playing some of these cards that add a bunch of curses, but you're not actually benefiting from them. So the rest of your team is like glaring at you as you add like five curse tokens to the bag. I think if you're trying <laughs> you're like, to, I guess I'll play this to seal them off guys. Don't worry. It's fine. I think but... if you're trying to grief your friend who's trying to discover the cryptic grimoire, that's no. So, Oh, actually, actually, if you could use this to hold on to a couple of curse tokens until you've added the rest to stop them from getting added. Yeah. More. That is uh, true. That is true. I don't know, I don't know if it's a good use case, but this we're really stretching though. This is this is pretty bad, right? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, here's the thing. I'm I'm happy this card exists because I'm I'm half of me is is willing to bet that there's going to be a scenario later on. Smith. Where it's just like, oh, at the beginning of every turn, add two curse tokens to the bag. Mm. And it's just going to be really annoying. And I think that this, I wouldn't be excited if it were any other class, but this happens to be the class that Boy, adaptable 
is is a, a, a reasonable you know include actually i love that card so much it yeah. makes rogues like rogues for me yeah. and like this is the perfect card that you'd want to adaptable into a scenario that might have that like a ton of curses going on and and like you can't do anything about it but cards like this might might save you in a pinch that's yeah a good- we'll have to, yeah we'll have to see if uh, we get scenarios that do something like that but that'd be a great tech tech cards yeah because they have i mean i think jeremy said that some scenario cards would interact with blessed and curse tokens in in his yeah myth. so yeah I, I i would i'm kind of with dane i am sort of expecting that we'll see maybe like one or two scenarios that have a very bless and curse token themed mechanic going on in them and probably the rest won't interact with it at all so yeah this yeah this could be a pretty solid adaptable target other than that i really don't think you should ever play this same yeah uh, let's move right on to the next one. It's a card that we previewed. Yes, it is Obfuscation. So Obfuscation, um, two-cost asset, uh, commits for a combat icon. It's a spell, fast, and it uses three charges. Um, triggered ability, when an enemy makes an attack of opportunity against you, you spend a charge and you cancel that attack. Uh, and then a quote, which is also a movie title uh, that Dan may or may not have seen. Um, and it takes up a lot. So uh, we, we kind of already talked a little bit about this when we did kind of our, our reveal for it. Um, interesting with specific play styles, uh, like Trish, for example, who wants to discover a clue and evade an enemy. Um, if you're into weird plays where you, maybe at the end of a, end of a, a scenario where you're running to the resign place, um, you can throw one of these down and, and you know get to where you need to be or whatever. Yeah, I, this has like a few use cases. As you mentioned, uh, with Trish, because her ability is if there's an enemy at your location, uh, when you discover clues, or enemy at a location that you discover clues from, um, you get an extra benefit of an extra clue or free evade. So maybe you use this with that to like, do a regular investigate, avoid the AOO, but then still evade the enemy or get an extra clue or something. Mm. Um, yeah, some Captain Farnes mentioned in chat like the you can combo it with using the bow to be able yes. to reload your bow when you need to. Like taking AOO. That's a that, that's a pretty cool use of it. Yeah. yeah, I I think I think those so yeah Trish and ornate bow and I can imagine kind of miscellaneous uh, solo decks maybe getting a benefit from it as well. Yeah. Um, For sure. Yeah. yeah. It is fast, so like in a pinch, like if you need to like really badly do something that is not fight the enemy that just engaged you, um, on a turn for like three actions, you can play it and you know avoid the enemy attack for three actions. Yeah, uh, honestly, I think that's the saving grace of this because if it wasn't fast, <laughs> it would be a real hard ask. Um, but again, so two major upsides: it's fast, also it's in rogue. So if you know that there's a scenario that might you might be taking a tax opportunity for some reason. Like you really need to get to um, a, a place that's not flooded or something like that. And you get engaged with an enemy and you need to make a break for it. You can do it with this. It is. Yeah. Um, so keep in mind though, that it only protects you against AOOs. But on the other hand, if you compare it to suggestion level four, which is another rogue card that sort of does something similar that works against non AOOs, but it doesn't work against elite enemies. So it's kind of like yeah. a trade-off. Um, yeah, and it's also, I'm not really sure if Dexter wants to play this because his um, his ability kind of already sort of protects you from AOOs if you need to like get a shriveling down. But sure. it is worth mentioning that because this doesn't go away when it runs out of charges, 
um, it's a thing that he can use as kind of like fuel for his ability. Is Vitaly yeah. considered an AOL? Yes. That's a good question. <laughs> that, was a, that was a very apprehensive ben, yes. Ben took, I, ben took slightly I, too I many would... milliseconds to pronounce that no for me to believe he's confident that he's right. <laughs> Because uh, if so, it might be kind of a cool tech for you know Leo or somebody. If if you're again adaptableing in, knowing that you're going to face some huge enemy and and that kind of thing. No, no, it's not Neo. I thought I thought that was the case because there's that one seeker card that that dodges an attack of opportunity and retaliate not being attack of opportunity. Just, it doesn't say it's attack of opportunity. It just says it makes an attack. I, I really I really think that things that things that do this should just say if an enemy makes an attack against you not during enemy phase or something. That would be cool, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe that's like too good for. There's scenarios where like the big spooky monster like hits everybody during Mythos phase, and that's like the enrage timer or something. So maybe they're afraid of that. But I was on, on Dexter. Like, I Dexter does like cheap stuff that he can play, and cheap stuff that's fast is good too. Because maybe he doesn't have an asset that he wants to swap out immediately. He could play this fast and trade down immediately. It's like effectively play the asset fast any any asset fast at one co- what, extra cost what dexter what dexter really needs is a great purple card called advanced assembly lines <laughs> uh let's um for all you netrunner folk out there yeah exactly <laughs> well you're missing you're missing out buddy it's a great card um let's let's move Moving on right to, along yeah all right so the next card is uh faustian bargain which i probably pronounced correctly nope. uh it is a uh, nope <laughs> Faustian? Faustian. Faustian? Faustian bargain. All right, it's a zero-cost event with a willpower and an intellect icon. It's a pact and a curse. And, oh, sorry. It's pact and cursed. Uh, as an additional cost to play, Faustian bargain, add two curse tokens to the chaos bag. Investigate your location, gain a total of five resources, distribute it as you wish. This is kind of like... It's not very Faustian if you're giving them the chaos, the, the money, right? Like... Is this that, that part of the theme kind of confusing? Features the red glove band on well, it too. It's, it's like you're you're making, yeah, but but the thing is, all of you are gaining the money, but all of you are potentially suffering from the curse tokens. So it's like collectively sure, that's right. pact. Is sure. uh, is this the first non weakness pact card that we've seen? I think it might be. Oh, uh, that's a good point. Might be. I'm not sure because uh, there are there's Probably. pact weaknesses, but I so this is I think this is decent. And it's we should compare it to um, what was the the seeker card that gives you cards for putting curse tokens in? Deep knowledge. We should compare it to that because at first glance they're similar, but I think this is quite a bit better. Do you guys agree? Yeah. There's a card called Blood Pact, Dan. You may have heard of it. Is that a, uh, is that a pact though? Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, it, does, it doesn't have to be. They do stuff like that sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, so. Uh, like five money for one card is like pretty good. Like compare against other level zero cards like cash or um what was the rogue or any of the cards that were like two resources and then uh when you do like fight investigate or whatever from the starter decks right honestly um, compared to uh hot streak like hot streak's a level two or four card hot streak get gets you what is it five for nine or ten is it five for ten or four? Uh, level, level two gives you ten for five so you net five it's, it's and this is like zero for five. <laughs> especially when there's a very good chance that you just like never actually have any bad consequences from the curse tokens at all. Right. Yeah. I think I think this is solid. Because the curse tokens, it's like eh, they might make you fail a test somewhere in the future, maybe. But 
but the money, not. but you have money right now, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. You distribute, and you can distribute how you want. Like it's like maybe you don't need the money for some reason because uh, maybe you draw this late and you need to give your guardian money or, yeah, or something. Or it's like they really uh, need two to to play beat cops, so you keep the other three and use it to play something else. Like you can you can spread it out intelligently. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even even flipping flipping your weakness and realizing that it's uh, indebted or something, and like you can just adaptable this in later, and like you're pretty okay on money for for a while. Just with two of these, you're gaining ten resources for two cards in your deck. That's really great. <laughs> yeah, this this seems quite good, and uh, and the art is really neat too. Uh, oh yeah, it, yeah. It reminds me of a little card called uh, Career Fair, and the what was the other yeah. one that had the same art with like the guy across the table. There was this, a, it's the red glove, this is the red glove man. So you can see yeah. the red gloves. He's got a folder with an elder sign on it. But the elder sign, what? I don't know what's actually going on there. It's but. a little contract. It's a little. He's, yeah. he's see, pushing you, you a contract. See if you, did you sign it by making an elder sign? Is that who signed it? See if you had the Adobe Creative Cloud enhance button, you could just enhance the <laughs> contract. So this maybe. Is, Join, join our Patreon, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I kind of regretted not putting this in my Dexter deck initially. I might adapt to it in uh, just because Colin's always broke. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good point. It's, you might you might consider adaptable it in because you're playing with like a guardian or whatever. It's funny. Like, it's funny because in that group, the other two of us are so rich all the time. Like, it's, yeah, it's like Amanda, but, Amanda but, and Dexter are extremely like, rich, and Sister Mary's always like, "Wow, I wish I could play this card," you know. There are honestly times where where I'm just like I wish I could. That's what crack the case like, is know, for. Ten resources or something. <laughs> yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, no, this yeah. this, was, oh, this like was pretty solid, I think. Uh, let's move on though to the first Mystic card, and it's the Sword Cane. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. Okay. We also spoiled it. Okay. Oh no, we didn't. Just kidding. Oh. Somebody else spoiled it. Yeah, somebody. I think John the Flame or somebody spoiled it. I think. Um, Okay, so Sword Cane. It's a two-cost uh, mystic asset with a combat icon on it. It is an item, a relic, a weapon, and it's melee. Playing Sword Cane does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Reaction. After Sword Cane enters play, immediately trigger its action ability without paying its cost. Uh, action. Exhaust Sword Cane. Fight. Evade. You may use your willpower in place of your combat or agility for this attack or evasion attempt. Takes up a hand slot. <laughs> oh, God. I like I like this card. The more you say sword cane, I don't know why. It's a sword that's also a cane. It's so cool. Yep. It's so goddamn cool. Um, this is a very cool card for theme. I liked it a lot playing it in Dexter. Uh, oh, you played it in Dexter? I, oh, yeah. I have to How say, was it? I was skeptical of this at first, and then I saw I, was I saw Ben actually play it. I think this is actually really good. Is it really? I think, it, I think it's quite good. It's just like... Explain away. Well, I'll let Ben do it, because Ben's actually played it. Yeah, it, it has a lot of things going for it. Uh, first of all, you don't, it's not actually fast, but you can play it, you, know, you, don't, you can play it reactively for when you need to do an, an emergency fight. Uh, right, right. Or it's usually an emergency evade, I think, more often than not. But hmm. um, it's cheap, so you can play it. Uh, Dexter can bounce it around. He can, if Dexter bounces it in for free, then he gets to immediately trigger it for free, um, which is fun. Um, sure, sure. But, but it's like a recurring you can use it every turn once uh to do an evade or a fight with your willpower which is what you're doing anyway as a mystic mm -hmm. um 
and I, it's just very strong. That, that's that's the wow. thing is like so you can use it as a emergency evasion thing, and it's like Mists of Relia, which is you know Mists is better in some ways, but this one you don't have to play in advance. You can wait until you need it and then play it. Also, it doesn't run out of charges. Also, it takes up a hand slot instead of an arcane slot, which is much better. Mm. So it's, that's, it's, that's quite good. So it's kind of a replacement for Mists, but it's also kind of one of the fun little extra features of like um, the Spirit of Thame is that you can use it in a pinch to kill an Acolyte that has like only one health, yes. right? And this is yeah. even better because instead of just giving you like a combat bonus and you need to actually have decent combat for that to really be worth it, this you're using your will. This is great for just like killing an Acolyte if you really need to. Especially, For sure, yeah. Or finishing off an enemy that has three health. Normally, you're like, damn it, I don't want to use a second shriveling charge. Well, you've got this. Right. That's the big thing. Yeah. It, it helps you save, preserve your charges for, for things you might not even it, need it, to use them. It, it, just, it just does so much. And if you're an old man, you can lean on it as you walk so that you can kind of, you know, <laughs> amble across the, the, the campus green oh, or whatever. So. That? Call an ambulance, but not for me. Kind of a card, right? Yeah, this is like a very solid card for Norman. Uh, yep, right. Since Fight and Jilly are terrible, uh, it takes up one of his oh, yeah. five cool. uh, five Mystic slots, but it might be might be pretty worth it. Yeah, it's a thing, I think it's. So it, <laughs> I, I I guess I didn't notice that it also evaded for for what it could do, right? Um, and that's very valuable in its own because it it basically says that you can handle yourself. While you're getting set up, after you've gotten set up, you can just punch a cultist. It, it, yeah, you're right. It's, it's very versatile. Um, yeah, no, I, I really did like a 180 on this. I went from like yeah. cool, cool flavor, but I'll probably never play it to like, oh, I'm gonna play this in a lot of Mystic decks. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who, at least, so anybody who uses the, um, the spells who, who have charges, like, like, um, shriveling and, uh, Azure Flame, um, all that kind of stuff. Like you want to preserve charges, yeah. <laughs> and this is exactly what you what you need to and, do. It. And even just if you're a hybrid mystic, you're like, okay, I'm going to play a spell to get clues and a spell to fight. I also want to play Mist of Relia, but I don't. I don't have a third arcane slot. I don't want to play yeah. Sign Magic or some crap. Play this, you know, right? Forgotten okay. Age, it's pretty fine. Yeah, uh, it's a relic too, which means um... Ursula can play it. <laughs> yeah, it Ursula can play it. Yeah, uh, there's. Various various characters that uh, benefit from having relics, like uh, Witten. Yes, yeah, uh, someone in chat mentioned like uh, Witten from Harvey's deck benefits from having it. Or you could do uh, if you're doing the Ursa relic deck, you could throw in uh, yeah. throw it on what's, what's the lady Ellie. I don't know. Those aren't as good. Really, so really, <laughs> really Our, we're stretching now. We're stretching. Really yeah. well designed card. Uh, this is this is maybe my pick cool. for like favorite card so far that I'm excited to play. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, let's move on, though. Is it me? Yes. Yes. Tides of Fate. <laughs> this is a Seeker event. It commits for one wild. It is a spell, and it's blessed, which means uh, Mateo can take it, although he can already take it. Uh, fast. Play during any uh, fast action window or at the start of the round. Replace all curse tokens in the bag with an equal number of blessed tokens. At the end of the round, replace all blessed tokens in the bag with an equal number of cursed tokens. Interesting card. Uh, does a very specific thing in that you need to be playing a lot of blessed tokens, or, or I'm sorry, you need to be getting a lot of cursed tokens in the bag so that then you can use them as blessed tokens. Everybody takes their turns, ideally benefiting from the blessed tokens, and then you count all the remaining blessed tokens, and then you put the curses back in as if it never happened. Um, the big, uh, thing from earlier that I was referencing is, um, 
you can use this in tandem with the thing that that seals blessed right. tokens. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so you can put a bunch of curse tokens in the bag. Uh, or wait, yeah, put put like five curse tokens in the bag somehow, and then play right of sanct or, or play this play right of sanctification. That way, all of your curse tokens become blessed tokens, and then get sealed on it. And then at the end of the round, since they're sealed, it doesn't put any tokens back in the bag. Yeah. It's definitely a neat combo, but it's a lot of steps. Interesting. I'm not sure what. Yeah. This is like a fun little glimpse into what life would be like if I just played really terrible cards and tried to get them to interact with each other. It's really, listen, really interesting listen. to see that. Lola strats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this is, this is a really good Lola card, I gotta say. This is definitely an excellent <laughs> card for Lola. Uh, yeah. I, I think that I don't know. This like, like you've loaded, here, here's what, if you've loaded up ten curse tokens and then you play this. Why did you do that though? Because of how, because of, I don't know. Just because to, of to how discover, tokens to discover the cryptic grimoire. Yes, basically. How? Uh, it, but but it, then uh, but then you it, already it, turn five of them into blessed tokens oh, by doing no. that. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, um, how I just I just how are you? Uh, this is this doesn't do anything. This is a card that doesn't do anything. It it changes so, it changes some tokens that don't do anything into different tokens that don't do anything, and then at the end of the round it changes them back. Congratulations! It, it is a lot of grabbing all the cast tokens, dumping them out on the table, pulling them out, putting more back in, scooping them up, and at the end of the round pulling pushing them all onto the table again, scooping them out. This is like De- definitely somehow. <laughs> Definitely somehow recur this so you can play it every turn. Uh, <laughs> double, double it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you could recur it, that'd be kind of fun and goofy. I don't know. It. I think. I think you have to play this with something that you actually maybe want to get curse tokens in the bag by the end, so you could cover it off the curse tokens. Maybe. <laughs> like it's like you're playing with Sister Mary, and she keeps putting all these stupid bless tokens in the bag, and you're like, I don't want those. <laughs> <laughs> Sell, sell portal, stupid. That is that is a high level. That is stupid, very apt to say. That yeah. is very apt. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I was I was I was going to say stargazing, stupid, but I know that's controversial. Y'all y'all aren't ready to have that conversation <laughs> well, yet. Uh, so the protagonist of Portal, I think, is that no, it's like the video game Portal. Shells. Where are we right now? Anyways, uh, this card, Tides of Fate. Um, probably probably going to see a lot of. Uh, time in in my drawer not really I, i'm sure there's some some crazy jank you can do with this but yeah yeah, yeah exactly. i'm i'm excited to really commit to trashing this card because if it turns out it does end up being good somehow then it'll just be funny and that'll be fine so it's it's fine um, <laughs> I, i'm expecting it to show up in some type of like infinite recursion deck somehow in like a six yeah. months. Our, our, our friend our friend colin who loves janky cards tried to play this in sister mary and i think by the end of a scenario two, even he was like oh this card doesn't do anything so so i think you wanted to play it to cancel out sister mary's weakness by if you put too many blessed tokens in the bag but we were like deny existence exists yeah yeah Yeah. 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 uh let's 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 stop let's stop uh piling on this card i think uh let's go on to the next one so next card is ward of radiance uh it is a cost zero event with willpower and agility icon insight and blessed uh, fast play when investigator at your location draws a non-weakness treachery card. You heal five random chaos tokens from the chaos bag. If a blessed or elder sign token is revealed, cancel that treachery's uh, card's revelation effect. So this is one of those payoff cards. I was thinking, like in a Sister Mary deck, I'd probably 
and this. One of these. Um, because there is a certain time, I think, where you might be calculating, oh, there are like eight plus tokens in the bag or whatever. And I, you know, and, and obviously an elder sign. So like, there's a pretty good chance that I'm going to be able to ward this. Don't count on it. But I mean, the effect by itself, if this was just ward, this is basically like test of will, right? Test of will is the one that does it for anybody at your location, yeah. which is pretty good. It's it's better than ward level zero um, because of that reason. But also five random chaos tokens. We were talking about a card a little earlier that, so this is actually the one that you reveal multiple ones, which significantly changes the the chances of you get pulling one of them. And you might get an Elder Sign, even if you don't draw any of the the blessed tokens you might put in the back. Yeah. So uh, both, I'm playing, I was playing this in Dexter and Colin was playing it in Sister Mary, just because we were like, oh, we're probably gonna have blessed tokens because of Sister Mary. And I think it worked most of the time. Like if you have like three or four blessed tokens in the bag, the base chaos bag's like 15, 16 tokens, I think, depending on the campaign. Um, then and you're choosing five out of there. Uh, Dan, Dan, I'm sure can instantly tell us the math on that. Not, uh, not instantly. I mean, if I had thought of it ahead of time, we could have figured it out. But it's I but, mean, yeah. Like I, I would be interested in seeing what the curve looks like for like you know as a function of how many blessed tokens are in the bag and how many total tokens. Like how often does this fire? And obviously, you can use things like Jacqueline's ability to make it even a little bit more likely to trigger. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it it is. It's like less consistent than Ward Level Two, but Ward Level Zero, you can't play on other people, as, as Dane was saying. Uh, we have Test of Wills. We have Test of Will Zero now, though. Yeah. Um, but obviously, that's in Survivor. So I think it's like interesting to consider if you're going to be playing with less tokens, especially if Sister, if Sister Mary's in the group. I think this is worth considering over Ward Protection Level Zero, just so you can play on other people. Well, not um, over, but I think in addition to. Well, there's only so much I, uh, cancellation you need to do. That's that's the thing. Like two wards is like almost exactly the right amount in most decks. I think like maybe you'd rather, maybe you'd kind of like to have like a third, but I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play four probably in most scenarios. Right. Like I I think that's the thing. And also keep in mind that word of protection also most mystics play arcane initiate right, and you can find it with that. This is not a spell. So that's oh, a, that's right. I didn't think. I didn't even. That, that's honestly a big deal. And just just overall though, like so, ward level zero costs a resource, and you take a horror, and it, uh, and you and you can't play it on other people, but it definitely works, right? And this is like okay, so it doesn't cost anything, doesn't cost you a horror, and you can play it on other people, but even if there are like four or five blessed tokens, there's, you know, there's going to be like a non-trivial chance that it just fails. I would, I would rather just stick with the dependable ward level zero. I think. The other I, downside to this ward, uh, ward of protection is a spirit, which we all know Calvin, Calvin can play. play. Yeah. <laughs> this Calvin cannot play. That is true. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Uh, and, towards the flow chart interpretation for this, like you need to be, for me, you need to have somebody doing something with Blessed, whether that's you or someone else on your team. Um, and you need to like be concerned about having to ward for other people. So before you think about playing this. And, and even and even then, you should probably upgrade this to ward level 2 when you can. Yeah. Um, although you can't do that with Arcane Research. So, that is um, true. Yeah. And if you adaptable in the ward <laughs> oh, protections there, you upgrade oh. anything else. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. I think I'm also, as I mentioned to Ben, I'm mad about this because now arguably we can no longer just say Ward and Ward 2 anymore because now there's multiple things called Ward. So Yeah, that, that is actually a, a huge hit against this card. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not cool. That's not now we have to call we have to say it uh war war how do you say war with an O in the middle? What ward war, war, <laughs> ward and then WAP. That's all we'll have to call them now, I guess. Uh, <laughs> any anything else to say about Ward of Radiance or shall we move on? We're good. We got one more Mystic card to talk about, and it's another one that we were given to preview. It's Promise of Power, which is a level zero skill with four wild icons on it. Uh, the art is a book that says Toast, and it is practiced and cursed. And it says, <laughs> after you commit Promise of Power to a skill test, add one curse token to the chaos bag. If you cannot, take two horror instead. So we all played this card in our, our three-player redo with Khaled. We did. I think. Did Wait, really? Yeah. I remember Khaled. Who are you playing? Uh, Dexter, Amanda, and uh, Mary. Mm-hmm. It's practice, so Amanda can take it. Hell yeah. yeah that's <laughs> and um, what's your what was your evaluation of this card, Dan? What would you say? Uh, would you say it's really good. It's I wouldn't say extremely good. I'd say it's pretty good. Yeah, you, know, you said it's very good. Yeah, the, the four th- symbols is nothing to scoff at. Because the thing is, the curse token just usually doesn't matter. Like I was a little bit worried that oh well, I'm, I'm a little worried about putting this under Amanda and doing like three tests and maybe put three <laughs> three chaos tokens in, but it still doesn't matter. It's like fine, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And yeah, because because it is like you find it with practice makes perfect. You commit it to it. It'll get you through like just about any treachery. Um, it's it's pretty good. You, know? it, you can dodge like th- it, it. It's so versatile. Like it, it f- the fact that it adds four is in the even if <laughs> even if you're at <laughs> even if you're at a one in a stat and you play this card, there's a very good chance that you're going to succeed that test, right? And like, yeah. man is the perfect like test subject because she's twos in everything. How good is getting to six in pretty much any stat in any given time? It's actually really, really good. Even even and like even if you put like four chaos tokens, because like you do three tests yeah. and then you try, you do a treachery or something. It's like yeah. that's probably fine, you know? I mean it's probably it's probably not it that is, bad. There's always a chance to like draw the curse token you just added or whatever, but then it's just like oh, it was a courage. It's an extra courage, which is fine. And so with with curse and bless tokens just as kind of a base, you can only put maximum ten, is that right? Correct. You can have ten blessed or curse tokens. So like uh, no, ten ten no, each. Yeah. 10 of yeah. each, and 10 yeah. blessed or 10, 10 curse tokens. Yeah. You're rarely going to run into the two horror thing, right? Like, we you have to be playing, yeah, you have to be playing a deck that's like hard putting curses into the Yeah, 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 yeah. When I, yeah, like, and, like, and, to do the grimoire. Exactly. <laughs> and like, honestly, the with all three of us playing this, and Amanda was one of them, that's like, if one of us had wanted to discover the grimoire, this is the kind of deck where like you could do it. Right. Although I still yeah. I still like the knowledge's power playing better, but uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, on top of that, it it being a, a very um, the V word a card, uh, it it is a practice card itself. So yeah. you can find it with practice. And then, makes perfect. and then you can put even more curse tokens in the back because you you get, to, <laughs> you get to commit it and then keep it. So yeah, I mean, when I in my mana deck, I'm playing like one of these, one prophecy, and one inquiring minds. Then it's sort of like that's three high wild icon cards, two of yeah. which are like only for situational cases, and this one is like you can use it all the time, but you're a little bit worried because maybe you care about the curse tokens. But I think this is the best of those three cards. Yeah, no, I like this card a lot, and I'm very excited to play even 
just as a one of in any any given secret deck. Yeah. I think it's very very good. I I also I also yeah. do, we we call it pop because that's the abbreviation. So it's you know it's pretty. You need to pop <laughs> has, off. Has, yeah, you can pop off. You know. Uh, or go pop pop. You have two of them. Let's uh, let's move on to the last class and talk about the first survivor card. The survivor cards, hooray! So the first card is token of faith. It is a two cost asset. It is uh, commits for one intellect. And uh, it is an item and a charm. Triggered ability after a skill test ends in which one or more cursed or auto-fail tokens were revealed. Exhaust token of faith. Add that many blessed tokens to the chaos bag. Uh, and it takes up your accessory slot. Very cool art. <laughs> I like this art a lot. This guy's just um, straight up making out with his necklace. But also the shadow... Is, yeah, is, the show. Yeah, show when they, do that. they did that in um uh what's the it's another survivor card uh i'm always a fan of when the shadows a are of some lady and i can't remember and they, they do it in a lot of cards but i always like it when they do like the shadows are like the, the spooky thing is, is this not rex no I, I i thought that was rex i thought it was rex and <laughs> he's just he's like, so like I mean, I thought the joke was he's so unlucky he has like a token from like every different faith, and he's just like you know <laughs> trying to say like oh, oh I got, I got everything, I should be covered by everything here. It's like, That's Vishnu, save me! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's actually very funny. Uh, in in reality, though, this is one of the cards that I'm least excited about playing. Um, again, un- unless you're doing the um, the a billion curse tokens in the back. Yeah, I guess if you're constantly adding. Curse tokens. It, it should be noted that this, this is after the skill test ends. It's not at. It's not a skill test you're doing or a skill test at your location. It's just any skill test, um, which does make it a lot more oh. useful multiplayer. So, like, if somebody's adding curse tokens, you'll eventually draw them. So, switching it to a blessed token is fine, I guess. But we've always talked about like blessed tokens by themselves don't really do much. Um, so you have to be comboing it with other stuff that benefits from having blast tokens. It's also, uh, uh, Captain Farness mentions, like the dude in The Mummy, obviously we can't pass up a reference to The Mummy 1999. <laughs> that is very true. It's like uh, Benny, Benny from The Mummy. He meets The Mummy and he's just like holding up random trinkets trying to find one that will work and eventually he does. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, the, 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 thing, the way that I think about this is, okay, so this is an accessory slot item. And it triggers if I if I drew a curse or a tentacle token, probably I failed. If I drew a tentacle, I definitely failed. If this was a rabbit's foot, I would get to draw a card. I would <laughs> rather have a card than two blessed tokens or, or one or however many blessed tokens. One blessed token. Right? So like, you know, I mean, it, it, if you're in a deck that really, really, really wants blessed tokens or that expects to see a lot of curse tokens, I mean, it would have to be really, really a special situation to just be better than rabbit's foot, right? Because rabbit's foot's great. yeah. You have to you have to basically go into it knowing that you're curse token curse token curse token off. <laughs> and which, then you get four blessed tokens which is not how it works you either draw like no. bless 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 plus one or you get like <laughs> a curse token that just barely pushes you below like you did it, it's yeah that's usually how it works thank you Kraken Kraken knew the card that I was talking about oh, yeah. sharp vision yeah. is the one that I was talking about it's got the lady and then the creepy thing behind her yeah no I mean I'm I'm excited for maybe an upgraded version of this that does cooler things but the payoff, I just think, is not not not, not there for me. Yep. Yeah. It uh, doesn't seem exciting by itself. Let's Maybe just other cards. let's just move on. Yeah. Uh, so next card is Keep Faith. It is a cost two survivor event. Uh, level zero, like everything else has been. 
Uh, willpower, one willpower icon. It is fortune and blessed. Means Rex can't play it. Um, fast play during any free trigger window. Add four blessed tokens to the chaos bag. This card has the numbers for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the card that I'm basically like benchmarking and then rating every card that that adds blessed tokens to. This is like this adds for me like. It's the most, it's the best way to get as many blessed tokens in the bag for as little cost. Cost two, but it's fast. I feel like if this wasn't fast or this costed any more, I would not play it. But the fact that it is fast and you can play it literally anywhere, like before skill test or whatever, I'm throwing as many tokens in the bag as possible. You can get it back with resourceful pretty easily. Keep pumping the bag full of blessed tokens. I played this in my Tony Morgan deck. Um, I was playing Survivor Tony because I really wanted to try it out. And it it was very fun. I don't know. It, it kind of helped. I think that, again, we're not like trying to scoop into the bag where you're not going to be passing or failing by a large amount anyway. But I'm doing it because I feel like Succeed by decks might be better with, with like comboing them with Bless Token builds because you're going to get value out of the blessed tokens either way whether or not you pull bless 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 and then a plus one it's like great i succeeded by five i get to do a billion damage with a shotgun you know like that kind of thing i so, i agree that this is the most efficient and consistent way we've seen yet to add tokens that don't do anything to the bag <laughs> rex um, can't take it yep that he can't I, that's true i'm upset about this card because i'm 97% sure that that is Sister Mary in the art. And she cannot take this. <laughs> and she uh, can't take without, it. Without using a card which must not be spoken of. Um, it's, so, uh, that's me. So, so Dane, let's let's look at the case you mentioned where you're playing Tony, so you want to succeed by a lot. Wouldn't, like, Daring Maneuver be better than this, probably? No, because Daring Maneuver only works on you. Adding Bless Tokens, you know, it, it adds them well, to the bag for anybody. Yeah, okay, but so adding Bless Tokens, I think we've, we mostly agree, is not a good way to help people pass tests. It's maybe a way to help people either pass tests or succeed by more. Like, because a lot of times, that's, that's the reason they're not great for passing tests, is a lot of times you draw them when you don't need them, right? Right. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if you're Tony maybe you want to have less tokens in the bag because it makes it more likely that you trigger succeed by effects, but you could, there are other cards I would say that are better at that. I mean, I, I'm just trying it out because it's, an, and I, it's gotten like lucky cigarette case to pop off on times when I otherwise wouldn't have gotten it to pop off. It's gotten my Mausers to stand back up on, on, you know, times where they might not have stood back up and get the resource. Like, I think that, I'm definitely very interested in a build that uses both bless tokens and succeed by things because like mathematically it, I feel like it, it is beneficial either way. And like having sawed off shotgun and committing cards is great, but committing cards and also having bless tokens to hopefully get pulled at the right time and, you know, get committed to tests and do crazy amounts of damage is even better. I, I agree. So That's like, I agree that's a cool idea, and I'm excited to see if we get more cards that play into that theme this Same. cycle, then I'm I'm excited to revisit it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, again, this is this is just the card that the, that I felt kind of a deck because it's fast and because it doesn't use that many resources itself. 
So like this is the card where I basically like keep faith at the beginning of my turn. I'm gonna like resourceful it later, just shooting some guy and then pull it back oh, and then do it again. Don't, don't resourceful and, like, this, Dane, please. Please it's, resourceful something. <laughs> it's been please good so far. Please honestly. resourceful a good card. Like I mean, I I've been resourcefuling lucky. I've been resourcefuling like stunning blows and and uh, sharp visions and uh, what's the other the punch one, the barroom one, I can never remember the name of. And you'd wanna to prefer to resourceful this over those? No, but like I can is the thing. Like it's it's kind of a fine target for us and it's and it's been pretty all right um i'm using honestly just test yeah brute force thank you <laughs> i'm just testing it and seeing if it's if it's actually pretty reasonable and and so then. well i we, we we appreciate we thank you for your service we we appreciate it very much <laughs> um let's uh let's move on and do the next card though uh so we have uh predestined so this is a survivor skill has uh, no icons what uh, max one committed per skill test. You may commit predestined to any type of test. If this test fails, either add two blessed tokens to the chaos bag or remove two curse tokens from the chaos bag. Uh, Dane, are you excited to play this and then resourceful to get it back and play it again and then scrounge for supplies to get it back and play it again? No, because this is this is the take heart of, of this set. And if anybody knows, take heart is the survivor equivalent of seal of the elder sign. Uh, without yeah. spending five experience, you will always pass the test that you commit take heart to. It is, yeah. and this is the exact same thing. I had one of these in the beginning just to test it, oh, no. and the test that I committed it to. Guess what? I got a plus one, and then it didn't do anything. Yeah. So I immediately took it out, and I was like, "I'm not going to fall." This is this is like take heart a day. Take heart is like a tricky card because it it's it can just completely whiff. This is like what if take heart even if it worked didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, so this is the thing because like if if this were like the numbers that um that that uh, take heart gave like if this were like add four blessed tokens or. F- or remove four curse tokens. It should just be both. Those it, are the numbers that you need. It should be for, instead for of instead of either add two bless or remove two curse. It should say both. It would still be unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. It's, but sure. It, I mean, I think that that's the power that it needs to have in order to make like a dent on a chaos bag and the and like the the math that you know is required. I I do really like the art. I love space stuff. I love planets. I'm very pro planet. I like the alignment <laughs> of the planets. It's like a spiral. Very cool. This is this is really bad. I think. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. <laughs> this is yet another playmat candidate that we'll never make another playmat for because yeah. I have Santa Claus on it. This is one of the art cards if you ordered from FFG directly or Asmodee. Yeah, they they've been printing the art as art cards for pre-order bonuses or if whatever, they, but those they, have no use to me. I can't play cards on top of those. If they make a full <laughs> art promo of this, and I hope they don't. I will play it just to, just to use the super amazing looking full art promo, but I hope, I, I hope they true. pick a better card. It's, That's it's, the biggest yeah. boon for this card, I think. Yeah. Maybe someday it'll be made into a, please don't. <laughs> yeah, please, please, <laughs> please. Yeah. What's, what's a card that everyone needs more copies of that we'd like, that also has good art. What would we like to see? Uh, Honestly, anything or, else. Or, or a card with bad art that we'd like to see. Sword like, cane. <laughs> Sword, sword cane with like a jacked stuff. old man just like totally stabbing some fish monster <laughs> in the face with it. That would be that would be cool. I'd be into that. Uh, let's let's just move right on to the very final card though. Um, well, so the final player card is uh, a neutral. Uh, it's called Tempt Fate. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. Is... Oh, you skipped one. Oops, uh, I forgot. I forgot there was a neutral card. There's actually there's a neutral more, card. Yes, there's oh, one right. more survival I'm... card. Then there's a neutral card. So. 
and this Dane is reading this. Yeah. Beloved is the the second to last card. Uh, it is a survivor skill card. It commits for one uh, will, one agility, and one wild. Uh, it is an innate and a blessed. And if a blessed token is real during this test, you may remove blessed, uh, Beloved from the game to replace that token's effects with the following. You automatically succeed. Do not reveal another token. Return this token to the chaos bag after this test ends. Love is perhaps the strongest spell of all, even though this is not a spell card. <laughs> um, so we don't, do we have a level zero card that just like automatic auto succeeds? Will to survive. Well, not, auto, I mean, if, if you, you don't reveal a token, so probably it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like this, this is a very powerful effect and it's got relevant symbols for like, um, for for committing like during a mythos phase or for you know dodging something like it's a very protective card which is nice. Yeah, it's like a defensive card. Right? Agility and willpower are often defensive yeah. against treacheries or sometimes like evading stuff. Yeah, um, like, like that's the only that's really the only argument for this is that it's like almost a courage depending on what stats you expect to use the most, which might help you succeed on a hail mary test even if you if you have enough blessed tokens in the bag and what about for like agnes just as even without the blessed part it functions as both a, a guts and a uh manual decks i just yeah. yeah i mean I, I i well so i guess like as agnes you're 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 assuming you're never going to use combat and intellect but a lot of times you do end up committing a courage to somebody like oh there's a really hard combat test someone needs to do here have a courage you know I mean, I guess yeah. I guess this is still one symbol in those use cases, but yeah, you commit this to a test you want to succeed on. Thing is, because you're committing two symbols to something, probably then that <laughs> the very likely gets your skill up high enough where you're going to succeed on most tokens anyway. So, blowing, uh, drawing a bus token to make you auto succeed doesn't really help very much. Um, it does it does make it so that if you draw a bus token, you can't bus token into an auto fail because it. Uh, replaces the token's effects, which include the redraw, <laughs> and 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 you don't get rid of the you don't get rid of the token. It stays in the bag. So if you yeah. love if if you already have a lot of blessed tokens in the bag, this helps you like keep them there. Maybe the issue is that this this removes itself from game. And, and Sultry Harlow was talking in the chat about actually it goes away forever. <laughs> uh, although also, if you play it as. Uh, um, I was gonna say, if you play it with like grotesque statue or something, so you're like revealing multiple tokens, maybe you have like a higher chance of. But if you're using grotesque statue, you're probably gonna pass. So, exactly, yeah. It's it's a tough call. I think that there is a pocket case for it. Like, if again, there's there's scenarios, or if you're with Sister Mary and there's gonna be a lot of less. I don't think we have enough data on the set, like on the full set, to figure out if there's gonna be enough things that generate blessed tokens or that generate curse tokens or whatever to to grade these cards on a scale in which is like very objective right now i think that right now this card is just kind of not great there's there's cards that do what it does better yeah I but mean, i think because of the fact that it has good icons on it it is not as bad as it seems like if you're just looking at the text it seems quite bad to me but the fact that it already has is already almost like a guts that doesn't draw you a card is or manual dexterity doesn't draw you a card is like if if i was really committing hard to bless tokens like i I would never play predestined ever but like if i was really playing in a group where i thought there were going to be a ton of bless tokens i might play this yeah 
That's fair. Yeah, maybe there's some kind of fun synergy you can do where like everybody's doing stuff that adds blessed tokens, so you just always have like eight to ten in the bag all the time, even when you draw three of them <laughs> and then a zero. Yeah, I, I, uh, that that would be tough. But like, yeah, if you can if you can do that somehow, then this would be a, a decent card. Yeah. I think we got to see the full. Like, at the end of the cycle, I think we're definitely going to come back and reevaluate. Reevaluate. It's like, is doing bluff stuff or curse stuff worth it? Yeah. And if it is worth it, then maybe this will be in there. But if it's not, it's like, yeah. Yeah, let's. We'll, we'll definitely. That'll that'll be a fun decision to resolve when we do our like wrap up show after Innsmouth is is out and everything. Um, unless there have yeah. been three or four other global crises between now and then, and we're all uh, <laughs> living in a, a ditch or something. Yeah. Uh, it is like eight the future that's on, a lot on that, on that happy note let's move on to the real last card uh the the only neutral card yeah so this is tempt fate it is a level zero cost zero event with one wild icon on it it is blessed uh fortune and cursed fast play during any free trigger window add three cursed tokens to the chaos bag then add three blessed tokens to the chaos bag and draw one card it's got some fun art on it. Uh, I this art, uh, man. <laughs> I, I like I like the mushrooms in the corner as a fun little fun little kind of a hint of uh, how to how to see vistas like this in real life if you want to. Um, um if you want cluster curse tokens in the bag, you know, I guess use this. But <laughs> does it do anything by itself? It just replaces itself. Any so anytime you have something that's like instant speed and does something, I think at least a little bit about having it in some ridiculous combo. Yeah, exactly. I think that these are the kinds of cards to be like, yeah. But this is like if if there's gonna be a build that uses either blessed and or curse tokens, these are the kinds of cards that we need to pump tokens into the bag to get those things to work. Oh, and we don't have, again, we don't have the full picture, but this is anybody can play this card. You have the full picture. You play Tempt Fate, then you play Tides of Fate, then you play Rite of Sanctification. <laughs> step one, <laughs> step two, <laughs> step three, step now, four. Now you can play one But But for real, though, so, okay, we've been talking about, like, what if you could make a deck? What if you really wanted there to be lots of these tokens in the bag? Uh, yeah. If I'm if I'm playing Mandy or or a similar deck and I'm just cycling my deck every every other turn, I mean if I put two of these in, I'm just gonna play like at least one of these every turn, and you're gonna have a lot of these tokens. Yeah. Right. So like that's that's a way that if you're playing that kind of ridiculous secret deck that draws a million cards, this is just so smooth because you draw it, you immediately play it, it replaces itself, doesn't cost you anything. You you can have as many you can have a ton of blessed curse tokens if you put this in that type of deck. I'm not sure why you'd want yeah. to, but you could. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like I, I was mentioning, like things that 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 get to your payoff the fastest, right? Like so that example that we were using with right of if you take two of these in Sister Mary, you end up with two of these in a right of sanctification. You're opening hand, yes, and then you fire off your first turn as playing two of these, and then you play right of sanctification. And then you have nothing else useful in your hand. Good job. Well, this replaces itself. But oh, also, that's right, that's right. But yeah, also sure. you've added... So we've been joking that these Bless and Curse tokens don't do much. But if you add six of each to the bag, then you've like changed the math enough that it like maybe... maybe exactly, it yeah. So then, then you have a fully stocked um, Rite of Sanctification, ready for our friends to use, whatever. But also you've got six Curse tokens in the well, bag. Well, so then someone needs to play the bad rogue card that seals five of those. So, yes. Um, yeah. 
or or you could just not play any of these cards that's <laughs> that's also an option that you could consider uh any anything else to say about tempt fate now the uh, art is the best card about this card this is notably very cool. you have to be able to add three curse tokens in order to be able to play this uh, oh is that how that works that so it, it, it real it's, like, a then, it's a then clause so you need to be able to do the first part annoying it should just uh, say add three blast tokens why did three that. curse tokens i know so so is that actually technically take out the blessed take out the curse tokens dump them in the bag shake it up and then pu- open the t- open the bag again and then dump in three blessed tokens and then shake it up no there's no reason to do that because you can't <laughs> Well, maybe if there's a trigger that's off of it's all it's all still all simultaneous. It's just you have to do the curse. You have to be able to add the three curse. All right, let's let's okay. So that's the end of the player cards. Let's talk about the basic weaknesses really quickly. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be shocked to hear that they involve blessing curse tokens. So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) gasp. So okay. So here's our here's our first uh, basic weakness. It's a cursed follower. It's an enemy with two combat, two health, and two agility. It's a humanoid cultist and cursed spawn location farthest from you aloof forced at the end of the enemy phase add one uh curse token to the chaos bag and it hits for a damage and a horror uh and it's uh you know holding up a heart temple of doom style with a red robe pretty cool art uh i would take this over a lot of weaknesses. i would take this over almost every basic week <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly like this, this is, is amazing this is almost you're, indebted you're levels gonna put of like, one token great. that does like nothing and, then, and depending on what type of weird ass deck you're playing might actually be good uh in in the token every every yeah just completely ignore this compare this to like yeah this is great it, yeah it seems pretty good I've, it could become annoying in some scenario where it's like uh, you have to add doom to the nearest cultist and you've killed everything else and this is oh that's fair that's, yeah that's a good point uh, I'm ready for the dream of like because this came with I think this came with two copies this one with two copies in the, did, yeah. the bag um, in the box I'm ready for the dream of like playing Zoe and Tony uh, both of them draw this oh yes <laughs> and they draw their regular weaknesses and there's now there's one location with a bunch of enemies on it and you, you know what what card both Zoe and Tony could play <laughs> <laughs> what's that then. Dynamite, or, uh, or or you could or you could leave them alive and let them help you solve the cryptic grimoire. You know, just uh, <laughs> just just saying that's that's a thing you could do. The whole point is is that they all spawn at the farthest location from. Yeah, and Tony's weakness combined with two of these is more than six health. Which which oh, would you? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Help the fight over who gets to do the dynamite and then double let God swap them out. It, right. it, it is just funny because Tony's quarry is really annoying because it's aloof. It has three health and it has something relevant, which is a doom on it. And this yeah. is easier to kill and it's aloof, but it just doesn't do anything. So you can just ignore <laughs> it. So I think this is great. This is uh, yeah. I'm again. I think I'm almost always going to be very happy to draw this. Um, yeah. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah. So next card is Dread Curse. So Dread Curse, uh, very cool art. Basic weakness curse. Revelation, add five curse tokens to the chaos bag. And that's Do not it. read the whole quote. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> and it's also it's probably like, fine. Pretty okay. Yeah. At five at once is a little harder to deal with because you're probably going to bank on failing. Tests or needing to make someone fail tests later, but also like sometimes it just does nothing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So this is the card. This is the card that you need to include in your deck. Yeah, (laughs) I I, I think I would. I would rather have the previous one, the accursed follower, than this. But this is also. I'd be very happy to draw this. Yeah, exactly. I think that this is an on on the scale of things. Obviously, this is making things work. Friends too, but like if. If you're playing cards that allow you to succeed by a lot, anyways, like you're 
going to be okay. Sometimes you'll draw the two minus two, but like in that situation, you just got most of the most of your weaknesses gone. <laughs> you know, it's also, it's also kind of rare that there's a weakness that you could like if you want consistently add cards to your deck after you get it and get a lot of benefit from it. Like we're probably going to see more cards that like you get benefits from curse tokens. Yeah, that is true. So. Uh, <laughs> Like, like, there's stuff that's, like, indebted that's good for Dark Horse if you happen to get it, but, like, this this you can retroactively add cards that work off the curse tokens and be like, great. There's also Kleptomania <laughs> for everybody, right? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, okay, one one more weakness. And, of course, so, uh, believe it or not, it does not involve Blessing Curse Tokens. Yeah, it is a Day of Reckoning to Treachery. Uh, the keyword on it is End Times, which I don't it's not really a key appropriate, word. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, the revelation is attached day of reckoning to the current agenda. Then search the chaos bag for an elder sign token and elder sign token, as if there's more than one, and seal it on day of reckoning. Um, and this was inspired by the events of Arcanites 2018. I was, inspired by the events of the world 2020. Well, I, I, was ask, I was asking Ben about this because so this is like when they did Guardians of the Abyss at Gen Con and uh, and or Invocation at Gen Con and Arkham Knights that year, they kept track of like what path most people picked, and based on that, they they chose this over like another weakness that they would have put in if things. Yeah, it was right? based on like the most common resolution to the second scenario. I think. Yeah. Oh. I don't remember what it was. I think it's maybe people winning without allying with the bad guy um yeah but i don't know how this matches that theme i also don't know I how it matches the allying with the bad guy or everybody losing more often so so i don't know really but the other two cards have been thrown in the shredder so we can't claim that one of the ones <laughs> work any better um, so if you have if you have short agendas then this is completely harmless this does like almost nothing right yeah if you yeah. have if you have long agendas like okay worst case scenario suppose you have like a really long agenda and this is out for like most of the game <laughs> uh removing one good token from the bag is like can be either better or worse than just everyone getting like a minus one to all their tests but usually it's better like usually yeah. i i think worst case scenario this is still not terrible yeah it's a, bu- I mean, it's a bummer for people that like like drawing their elder sign like jacqueline would be sad because i get to draw cards with jacqueline makes, constantly makes the dark future uh, last forever uh <laughs> yeah it makes our future impossible uh, but, but on the other hand if you're playing azure flame and clairvoyance then eh, you know yeah um <laughs> No, this is like this has to be like Mateo's standard weakness, right, for the rest of forever. Because like, if if you get you get to play your your signature card, and then this card does nothing, right? Yeah, like, or, or once your once your your snake enemy comes out, this card does nothing. You know, like this is like <laughs> this is just too much fun and and dumb dumb times with Mateo. It's like kind of a fine weakness. I don't know. It depends on when it happens, but yeah. It, it seems like it could, as Dan said, it could be annoying if you get like a long agenda with it and then you're yeah. signed, but it's not the elders or whatever. Yeah. It's not that bad. Um, oh yeah. All the, all the forgotten age scenarios that like, oh, yeah. it's like 14 do or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I went to go, I looked up seal of the seventh sign to see if like, suppose you were Jacqueline and this is your weakness. Could you play seal of the seventh sign as like another way to clear your weakness, but seal of the seventh sign, you can only commit to a test. You can't commit to her, like check to see if the dark future goes away thing. Right. Oh, you mean uh, still the elder sign? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever the one that uh, makes yeah, you yeah, treat yeah. it as an elder sign, you can't yeah, do it. Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah, this is this is cool. I think this is this feels like a very like basic weakness that like you could if you played the game, even if you were new to the game, you would maybe like imagine like oh what if there was a weakness that did this, and it it seems cool. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's a very simple weakness. I'm I'm neither sad nor excited to to have it because it sometimes will pop up and be horrible. Sometimes fine. If you can survive a game with a Mateo, you can survive a game with this. Yeah, I think it's interesting. <laughs> It'll definitely be annoying, but it's not going to like cripple you like some of the basic weaknesses can like totally wreck your day. Um, yeah, I'm a tail. <laughs> just, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> definitely more interesting than the other two, I think. <laughs> um. All right, so that, and we've reached the end of all of the cards. We did it. Well, so, <laughs> I mean, this is like going to be forming the base of all of the blessed and, to- and blessed and cursed token builds. This is going to kind of be what we have to go on for a little while. So, how does everybody feel about these cards from the ends of the conspiracy? We love having you guys here with us and hanging out while we review these cards. If there's anything that you guys wanted to see more of from the stream or differently or wanted to talk about more cards, reach out to us on Facebook, Reddit, wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Check out our new Discord um, or email us at comments at mur.fm. If you'd like to help support the cast, uh, we do have a Patreon. You can consider uh, reaching out and helping us there. Uh, Otherwise, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll uh, catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.